Okay, we are going back to Shreftim, and we are entering the sugya of Yiftach. As I mentioned, Yiftach was quite a difficult uh, tkufa in terms of what he has to do in the backdrop of the tshuva, or less than stellar tshuva madrega of Klai Yisrael. It will be sufficient for a Yeshua, but if you recall from the end of the Perik, we're going to start again in the Perik Yud, where we had the very difficult and jarring expression that after Akash Baruch who gave them Musr, why don't you go to the gods that you were dealing with and asked them for Yeshua and then they realized that they're in big trouble and they started doing tshuva and the tixer nefesh of HaKash which is a very deep concept but whatever it meant it certainly was not a good sign that the tshuva was being accepted right away all tshuva is accepted ultimately. Sometimes you have to work harder. And the Yeshua over here is the first of its type where the shefet that will be chosen, we're going to have tremendous insights into who Yiftach was, where he came from, and the godless that he came to despite his very humble beginnings. With that said, we're also going to have a lot of criticism and discussion of where things went wrong. And that's why I'm going back to the end of Paragud. The backdrop over here is that Klai Yisrael didn't deserve the type of clear, stellar Yeshua like from Asniel Ben Kanaz and Devera and Pick Your Shefet were already Temprokim in. And this is going to look different and feel different, as will Shimshin, even more so. So, the last four tkufas that we're going to have are going to need a lot of, like the first time program, need a lot of Ian to figure out exactly what went right and what didn't go right, and the various Gedarim, but more so Yiftach and Shimshin. The Gemara is going to put Yiftach at the, again, I don't want to make this sound too negative to not highlight the accomplishments of this Sadiq who came from very difficult beginnings and accomplished a tremendous amount. The Navi glosses over the incredible accomplishments of the Tkufus in between the Yeshua and the next problem and the slippage, so to speak. And with one Pusik, everything was quiet for 40 years. That means everything was quiet and they were learning and davening and doing the right thing. So, just warn everybody over the next uh, year for the second part of Shaftin. It's not an exact division in terms of Sukim. It takes a lot more work to figure out Yiftach and Shimshin, and more so you start dealing with Pelagish Begiva, Pesel Micha, and the like. So you say, how many things can go wrong? These are the only things that went so dramatically wrong. 
and I'm going to repeat that quite often when we get there. We're not going to get to the last two. What? Well, that's the Shiloh. One was Pelagish Begiva, but we're not. We're months and months away. The next two things in front of us are Yiftach and, and Shimshin. So we're 300 years in already. We're 300 years. What? 300 years. And Rashi will uh, tell us how we know that. The Tkuf over here, Yiftach is going to do a tremendous job militarily. He's going to show his pichus diplomatically. So he's a leader, he's a shayfet. But when you compare it to the other shayftim, in between we're going to list the shayftim for a pasuk or two, some of whom we've never heard of, some of them are very famous, like Bayaz. Most of them were huge tamid chachamim, Rosh and Hadrin. Yiftach, less so, to the extent at all, we'll see what the madrig over there was, but that will cause issues, some big issues, but we can't lose the trees in the forest either. He is a tzaddik, he is a shefet who has tremendous yat deshmaya. He will save Klai Yisrael, and he will subdue the enemy. Oh, it's good to start off with the optimistic part of the story. And you'll see that tremendous growth despite the challenges, and one of his unique schusim, besides his innate bitachana is that he runs from machlekes. The parish is going to start off with his very questionable yichus, and then the machlekes that happens between him and his brother about the Yerusha, they sort of like make it uncomfortable for him, and he gets thrown out of town. But it's not thrown out of town. They couldn't force him to leave because he's very strong. And he leaves, and he runs, because he doesn't want machlekes. That is a schus that has to be noticed early on. The problem is going to be that once he is leader, a leader can't just run from Achleikis. There's something called Merbamalchus to the extent he was a king, and you have to crack down, and that's going to be an issue ongoing, and we're not up to that yet. I'm just doing what we try to do at the beginning of every parak. The end of the last parak, give a, a general overview. The end of parak, let's go back to Pasuk Yedzayin Yedches, just to understand the Klai Yisrael is on the brink of war. And B'nai Amun is threatening to attack. They amassed all their troops at the border. Does this sound familiar from anywhere? Uh, it's yeah, Just because they're at the border doesn't mean they're going to attack, right? So it's an interesting example, Lahavdal Elf Avdalus, although I don't know, Amun, uh, you know, to compare your enemy, but Hashem, this is not a direct problem, although nobody on planet Earth likes war. Uh, but there's a lot of Yidin in Ukraine right now. So it's a problem. Uh, so it's, you know, threatening of war, some bluffing. There's whatever you happen to hear about is not even 1% of what's really going on. So don't try to figure it out. This is Navi, Tanakh, and all the Chazals. This we have to try to figure out. So Amun, at the end of the last parak, gathers the troops. Pasuk Yedzayim, v'yiz aku b'nei Amun. That means they... Cried out, uh, meaning not cried out in desperation, sent the town crier, and they gathered the truth. The troops got together, and that's the way to assemble the people. They're already on the doorstep in Gilad, where the Tunesh Fatimar. And Keregadat, Klaisal had to get together the army because there's a pending war. Now, you think gathering troops is an 
Amnes Simen Bezman Hazeh, which it is, today it's far less than it used to be because you can gather troops. You also have missiles, the diff- distant site over there, and have an arsenal over there. You have to be on the spot looking at the other adversaries you're trying to attack. Then it was all hand-to-hand combat. So you had to physically have everybody there and that mobilization was a big thing. And Klai Yisrael here doesn't have an official leader. We never do, because there's no king, and all the shaftim, as I always point out, are ad hoc. This one really is. And they even make the first time in shaftim, first time in Klai Yisrael, they had to make an announcement, like, please send your resume looking for a good shaftim. But they didn't say looking for a good shaftim. They said, we're looking for a good general. They actually were not looking for a shaftim. And part of the Dian over here, I'm planting a lot of seeds for future weeks in Mitzvah Shem, part of the Dian is whether he was officially a Shefet in their eyes or in everybody's eyes. Because you'll see from the request, they're going to tell him, we need somebody to lead us into battle. We need a Shefet, we need a leader, we need somebody fearless, courageous, a tzaddik type, a lot of Amuna, he fit that bill. Shefet, in terms of Reish Sanhedrin, <laughs> got to know how to learn very well. Extremely well. That, uh, not so pushing. And the two don't always go together. Matter of fact, using Asniel ben Kanaz, he was the Rosh Hashiva uh, based in. He didn't normally fight, but he did it when he had to. So, as did David Melech, who tremendous in learning. And here, they didn't need that. They needed somebody to lead them into battle. Amun is lining up, and they have assembled the troops with this uh, big announcement, and therefore connected that, the end of Pasuk Zion, Yisrael, Mitzvah. So they're not lining up in battle in front of them. They go to Mitzvah, which was their place to daven, and to gather, and the truth is, they don't really want to line up yet because they don't have a general. So without that, they can't go into battle. And that's a problem. And they're going to make this announcement to please come forward and send in that resume or just forget the resume and come forward. And uh, Yaakov, will get to you in one minute. V'yem Ra'am, sorry, Gilad. These are the shaftim of Gilad who are in charge of selecting the leader. Whoever can start this battle and finish it successfully, lead us in the battle. Yelorosh l'chol yeshve Gilad. He's going to be the mayor. Governor, general, they can't say Yelorosh Lechol Klal Yisrael because this is a battle for B'nai Gilad and the Amun army is standing right there to attack them. They're not threatening yet to go into Eretz Yisrael. Why? As we'll see later, they're coming with a taina totally fabricated. This also sounds eerily familiar. They said that this whole section of land over here, you took it from us, and it's really ours, and it's part of the greater Amun territory, and therefore we're coming to war, and we don't want to fight, even though they probably did, because they had nothing better to do. We don't want to fight, and if you just give it back peacefully, we'll be fine. That's usually the way wars start. Some taina on territory or natural resources, real or imagined, and we want it back. And they're talking about ancient history. They said, you came from Mitzrayim. That's why your question, where are we? We're 300 years into it. 
Says, remember we came, everybody was masking to Tanakh. Nobody ever in the wildest dreams or nightmare would ever argue on what it says in Chumash. It was, it was known history. Says, remember you left Mitzrayim and uh, you came by and then you, uh, Sichet attacked you and, and oh, you, you, you had to get into a battle you didn't really want, but you conquered it. That was really us. Because uh, Yiftach, this is the relatively unlettered Yiftach, is going to recite Chumash by heart <laughs> and set the record straight in front of the UN and say, excuse me, you got part of the Chumash right. We weren't looking for that battle. We didn't attack you, Tiro Besichon. It wasn't your territory. You had been thrown out a while back before that, and we took it over from a different country. It's not yours. So if you're looking to pick a fight, come with a normal Tainer. What are you doing here? And that's going to be a long series of sukkim, a wonderful chazar of what was going on. Right now, they need to select a leader who's even going to enter the dialogue diplomatically, which is still going on today, and that's the way it was then. Before they started shooting, he would send them a letter or a delegation. What do you want? So, unfortunately, all this sounds familiar. Yes? Usually it means that. And here, we're not, notice how it says in the end of the Pasuk, their announcement was, you'll be the head. Head could be mayor, governor, general, chief of staff, secretary of defense, secretary of war, as they used to call it. Right, so why? You're asking in the general list we have, the name of the Sefer is Sefer Shaftin, because he was the leader most of the time, he was also the leader on the judicial side, but that's not necessary for this job because it wasn't a standing position. It didn't go to his children. He wasn't Melech. Uh, it's important that Melech be holding and learning. He doesn't have to be the Gadladar either. David and Shlomo were uh, among the Gadladar in terms of their uh, learning and their, uh, their Chachma. And most of the other ones were Lav Davka. And Yiftach is not the first that didn't have that. And it's not necessary for the job, I'm pointing out now, we'll see, this can be part of their understanding or misunderstanding. They weren't even offering the job as a shevet. They can't offer the job as a shevet of everybody because they only represent two and a half shvatim. So right now it's a limited battle. That's the reason I'm going back to the end of Paragud. And they're ready for war. The people are assembled. Uh, Amun is very threatening, probably on paper, a lot larger. And Amun has a general, an organized army. Klai Yisrael has an army that just came because they don't have a standing army, which is okay, but they need a leader. And they also had to have finished doing their tshuva, which it seems to be that that's in place, more or less. I'm just reminding you of the Meyer McCamus we left off five weeks ago, is that the victory, which will come, will be riddled with more problems than usual because of their lower madrega. They're on a high enough Padrega to get a Yeshua, which is a pretty big nace, to beat an army much stronger, but it's still going to be not what we're used to. So that is the end of Perik Yud. Let's begin Perik Yud Aleph. The Yiftach HaGeladi HaYagibar Chayel. Brave he was, strong he was. Balamun and Bitochen, we're going to see absolutely very firm. And we'll see much later on where the relative Amaratzis is going to become a big handicap. First handicap we have, we started discussing this yesterday in the Shear of handicaps of people 
somebody's born and they're be handicapped, Ruchnius, Gashmius, Yichus. So this you're not going to see by any other leader, Shaifet. There's a din over here. You can't even, if the Psul and Yichus is so bullied, you can't even appoint him as the Shaifet to Abbas. And he's going to have that cash himself. After he's thrown out or he leaves because it's uncomfortable, they're going to go to seek him out. This is just going back to the original of the original uh, format of the family and the, the bio from when he was younger. But they're going to go seek him out. And one of the first questions he's going to ask is, why are you coming to get me? You sort of threw me out, even though you didn't physically throw me out. And now you come to get me. And the first time I explain, inherent in that question is not just a personal issue. It's a question of, if you're asking me to be leader, a leader has to have yichas. You held, I didn't have that yichas, and I shouldn't be there. And I don't get the nachala with my brother. So what changed? So a lot, of, a lot of information that you have to keep in mind. So what's the problem? Who ben Ishazaina? That's a pretty strong word for the mother of the person who's going to be the general and on the list of Shaftim and is a tzaddik. It's not a stira. It could be a ben Ishazaina kapshuta and he grows up to be a big tzaddik and that's to his credit. Shaila is what does Zaina mean over here? So obviously one possibility is Pashup Shat. Take a look at the Radak, and the Radak explores the possibility. Notice how there's no Rashi on this. So Rashi doesn't comment. Either it means that he takes it as the Pashup Shat, or he knows that the context of any Shazaina can mean many different things, and the Mafarshim deal with it. And the Radak certainly does. The Radak is going to not just say his shot, he's going to bring down everybody else to explain what the possibilities are. Indicative of the word being not the Pashup shot, because he will become Shafit. Again, it's not a steer that a person can grow to great heights from humble beginnings. The Kash over here is if he's getting the leadership position, there are rules and regulations attached to it. Yes. Yes, Ben Zaina is, well... Gibra Chayil is a compliment, and it's necessary to be general. Remember, hand-to-hand combat, there's not a guy in an air-conditioned room pressing buttons, shooting missiles. Anybody could do that. It's all good. It's all good. No, strong is not a lot of people who are strong. Strong has to mean strong, strong in convictions. Brave, you have to believe in what you're doing. You have to, uh, people believe in what they're doing and conquer the world in our Bersham Gemur. But this part's positive. But just, you got to know where he's from and you have to know the background, what drove him, what is driving him, and what happened beforehand. And most of it is to his credit, the godless of somebody who can forgive and forget and not be vindictive. You have this with Davin Melech, P100. Grew up in the backyard, not being accepted to the family. Many people, if they don't work on the Midas the whole life and they don't grow to be David Melech, would spend their life trying to get back at everybody. And David Melech is the exact opposite, the most humble, uh, unassuming tzaddik who uh, remains that way, Anachi to Las his whole life. 
that's not the regular reaction. That's what made Davinamela Davinamela. Yiftach is not Davinamela, clearly, but he takes a lot of um, difficult Beramlachaveru uh, issues, family issues, and insults. And he's not vindictive, he doesn't take Nakama, and he does the right thing, and he's going to save Klai Yisrael. So that's a lot of great things going on about Yiftach and his parak. We're going to focus on the problems because we have to see, despite his godless, what went wrong. There are a lot of uh, headwinds over here because of what is about to happen in the Machlekes and that he has to leave town. And what triggers is the Beni Shazain is part of that Machlekes. So let's see the Badak, see what the possibilities are. The Badak and Aleph, yes. It turns Yerusha. Yes, yes, yes. The good news is, yeah, the good news, he's on the right side of the law. Yes, that's correct. And the Vedak's going to point that out. They, they went to some f- sort of based-in setting in Gilad, and they didn't get it right. Yeah, Gilad is, they had uh, people learn, but Gilad wasn't Shevet Yehuda, wasn't Shevet uh, Yisachar, wasn't Shevet Levi. And you see the fallout. They sided with, and we'll see what the debate was. It wasn't a pusher to Shaila, and you're asking, it should be pusher. It goes out to the father. So let's see the Vedaka, and you'll see what the Shaila was. Ben, Pelegish, Gilad, Hayat. So right away, the first thing he starts off, Zaina does not mean Zaina over here. It means to, to marry a Zaina. A Zaina is an Isdereza, just to remind everybody. You can't have it. A Zaina is a walking halachic issue can't be a Zaina. You can't, so that's what it means. So that's why they're all ignoring the Pashup Shad over here. She can't be a Zaina. You say a former Zaina, she's about true, that's still not great Yichus, uh, but you can't be a Zaina. No, so we pass came Panababa and it's not a Zaina, but that, then don't call her a Zaina. Yes, you, you are fair in, in suggesting that, no, maybe it's the Shita of Panei Ba'apanei, which we hold is not officially a Zayin Lekayim, but in the colloquial sense of the word, that's a Zayna. Okay, it's still not Mutter. The Rambam, the right, it's still not Mutter without uh, Chupa Kedushin. What? I'm saying, if she, was, if she had been a woman that had... Had she been a Zayna, Shuta Kamashma. And now... Yeah, now she got married. She settled down. Okay. She's not Pasul Lekahuna, and she's a Baal's Shuva. Fine. Okay. So you can marry her. It's still not. Uh, I, yeah, when they uh, try to, you know, integrate into the ground, but in, into the uh, into the surroundings, the time of the brothers, which at the end of the day is not right. Time of the brother is that she was a zaina and now she's a baal shuva. She was a zaina till yesterday. Now she's settling down. Do we really know who the father is, Ellie? That was your question. The Yerusha is putting it. It goes out to the father. Of course, it goes out to the father. Part of the taina was, well, we're not really sure who the father is. So that would fit if the zaina over here is in the regular colloquial sense, even though it's not a zaina l'kayim, because just a pani abba but that's going to be part of the... I told you, this is exciting. It certainly is the possibilities over here of what... You have to first touch one word over here, and from there, you've got to see what the mechlegas was and what this caused. But either way, it wasn't geshmach. Whatever's going to happen over here... The Radak starts off, the Radak is usually giving us Pashim Shat. The Radak starts off ignoring the Pashim Shat because it doesn't fit in 
you have to fit it into the, the psukim that are going to follow right away, not into some deep shot. We're looking for the punishment out over here. So, that Yerusha issue with the father, that's going to be part of the Taina. Yeah. Exactly. That's why Guinness, that's the next four words. Let me read the next four words, and then we'll come. And everybody agrees to that. So, in case you are planning on bringing up any Taina based in that he's not the son and he's not Chalik and Yerusha, you're wrong because whatever the Sugya would tell you there are different reasons why he would have a time to know he's my father and the Pasuk is made remember he is going to be the next Shefet however you define Shefet over here so there can't be a suffix in his yichas. That's really bad yichas. You don't need a Reb Shainical over here we're talking about just yichas we know the mother and the father is so whatever the background was whatever she was last year Everybody's from Beni Shazaina and the brothers of Tiny. Who knows who the real father is? Pasuk is made, Hashem is made. So getting back to the Radak. The Radak says it doesn't mean Zaina over here. It means the Ben of a Pelegish. Now if you recall from not that long ago, five, six months ago, and we're going to revisit it when we get to Pelegish Begiva, the Ramam holds that Pelegish is usher for anybody but the Melech Yisrael. So there is no such thing as a Pelegish Apialacha. So we started discussing the Kashas then, Pelegish Begiv. A lot of examples, Pelegish is not the only one, and he wasn't Melech. He was a Levi. So it means that it was like a Pelegish, wasn't, and there were certain things about the Ksubi, he wasn't Meshabit himself, to whatever you say the Pshad is, just cut and paste. Whatever the Pshad is over there, that's the Pshad over here. If there were Doc suggesting, Either he's going with the Ravid, the Pelegish is Mutter, or he's suggesting it was a similar type of relationship. Ben Pelegish Halya, Venikra Zaina, Fishaina, Baila, Biksuva, Vikadushin, which is what a Pelegish is, according to some Shitas. Vikamaha Zaina, Afapi, Shimiuchedah's law, it's not a real Zaina, but that's a Pesachal Zaina. It was done infrequently, and whenever it was done, you can't say, well, it was done, it's the Ram of the Ravid. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought it up the Sanhedrin and the sons, when they brought this to a Dinterra, they said, the whole thing is illegal and there is no such thing as a Pelegish. He's not a king, our father, and we pass like the Rambam. That's part of the whole discussion over here. So what Doc says, so the label given over here, a pretty strong label, is Zaina, that this is an inappropriate relationship, even though the Doc just explained, it's not also according to many Rishayim, there's just the Pelegish. So that's option number one, yes. No. No. Polygamy was never popular either. It was very infrequent. But yeah, nothing to do with it. That at least we know, and that's not a Machesi Shainim. It's clearly Mutamidaraisa. And we do have until Chaim Dabanagashim. That's one possibility. Continue in the Vedak. Yenisan Tirgim Pundikisa, an innkeeper. That should sound familiar because that's the same Targum Yenisan as the Vedak will point out by Rocha Vazaina, Kamosha Tirgim, Gamkein Rocha Vazaina, as in Lazun. That means that the Hilton, the Sheratons, then came with breakfast. It was assumed that when you come to an inn, you don't bring your own food. The food didn't stay. It wasn't stable. And beef jerky wasn't packaged well then. And you got, of course they serve food. So an innkeeper was a roof over your head. But Baker, it was a place to you breakfast and lunch and supper. Or if they had two meals a day. So that's not... At all, far from the Tagmiyas says it over there and over here. It's the same thing. Is that that, that Lazun is the person who feeds? That's a hotel uh, hostess, Pundakisa. 
Are you in your batsmai? And then the doc comments that the reason is still a interesting word to use for hotel proprietor, proprietress. Kiazaina come up pundukis shemafkeres atzma. The two have a lot in common, and sometimes it was a front for such an operation. So they're not mutually exclusive. That's it. it could be it was it was both. It was hainuach. One second. But targem shelter sefta dahi nimusa. Now we have a third shot. There was a minig in Klai Yisrael. This is why this is such fertile dintera material. And if they got the stock wrong, it wasn't by far, because it's what to discuss. They had a very strong minig that they didn't cross over until the Shvatim to get married. She didn't go over there. And the Shevet was big enough. You had plenty of Shaduchim over here. But a lot of people didn't travel. You have somebody in Don, wherever Don was. Remember, we had two Mekamis. And you have this town, the next town, the next city. You had thousands of people. You want a Shaduch from next door, down the block, next town. Where are you going? Like, we today, we don't blink a Shaduch from here to Toronto, Montreal, California, Chicago. It's all the same. It's, it doesn't... Uh, yeah, it's a convenience. You don't have to get in a plane nowadays. But it doesn't uh, phase anybody. So there's no reason to look for, to another Shevet. Geographically, it was difficult. Culturally, it was difficult. And most importantly, they didn't want the Nachala. There's a piece of ground that doesn't move. And there are many scenarios in Yerusha. All of a sudden, the husband is going to yash in her, and she yash in the father. There were no brothers. And all of a sudden, you have a swath of land, a nice farm, and it's being cut and pasted. You can't cut and paste a piece of land until somebody else is Shevet. So you're saying that sounds familiar. The original din, the first generation when they came in, the din was you couldn't do it. As in B'nai Slavchad's psak of what they can do, what they can't do, and the whole dine Yerusha Nachala, which is spelled out in the Pesukim. So they took that din, which is only supposed to be for the first dorm, and they settled it to Israel, and they continued the minute. Which, for the same reason there was a din, they made like a, well, I can't call it din durabonon, it wasn't usher officially, but it wasn't done. And people got very up in arms when it was done, even though halakhali you can't really call them out. And they were labeled, Benny Shazaina over here, sounds harsh, but if you understood the minig, people were wondering, like, you're just creating friction in Machlekes. Take a boy from down the block, what are you schlepping over here? So she was from Benzani, she was from a different Shevet who decided she wanted to marry that guy from this shevet over here, and this is going Avar Yardin, and Rechein Lo Yaseh, even though it wasn't officially Yaseh, and that's why they got this label. We'll take the questions in a minute. Dahi Namasa, Havim Yisrael, Milikad Min, this is an old meaning. Delay Mestachra, Achsanta, Meshifta, Leshifta. In order that, the Nachala shouldn't be moving around from shevet to shevet. The Bechein, Laviyacho, Gavra, Lamesiv, it's a and the time honored minig, and this is a very strong, the minig becomes like a din, <laughs> that you shouldn't marry a lady, the lami shifta. Notice the lotion over here. If there was a lady, the racham, racham means a lady that loved, that wanted very much to, the shidduch was made, there was a one basho, if that much, but she expressed a desire to marry somebody from some other shevet. Somebody told her, this is the best guy over there, you gotta go after it. Which Alpi Dindaraisa and Dindarabonan sort of was mutter, but if it happened, if she would insist on going through with this marriage, the understanding now was there was a Kanas in place that she would leave her father's house, 
without any Yerusha then or later, meaning if you do this, we can't stop you, but you're leaving here and you're going over there and you're not coming back, meaning you can come for tea, but you're not getting any chelik of any Yerusha if that comes out. So they were, that a pretty, what? It's Geneva, you can have a minig with an understanding in Dinimamadis. It's not Pashit because Yerusha is not regular Dinimamadis. You can't just make a Tanai of Yerusha. So that's correct. So they set it up in a way where it worked. But interestingly enough, this is going on for many generations. They're 300 years in, and this wasn't often stepped on. So they're not, the Radak is bringing this down. He's not criticizing the minig. The minig was the minig, and it was ratified by Sahajan of Evi Shevet. And it was, Kemat always kept unless it wasn't, and then the people understood when they weren't keeping it, they'd get the wrath of the local population, and they'd be called a name or two, and that name is Beni Shazayna. Shazayna meaning like, um, you know, lady of ill repute, meaning there's nothing wrong with her, she's very sneezing, but she's doing the wrong thing, and she's got in the head, she wants to marry this guy over there, like, um, why don't you just be normal? So that tightness on them, and that's why this name stuck, that's why this came up. What's the similarity to Zainas? So I call her um, a, um, a rogue uh, you know, citizen who's in the wrong uh, land uh, strip. Uh, you know, call her. There are many names you can call her. I call her Zaina. So he says, because she decides, you wanted to marry him. That, that's already the Zaina. You want to be with him? Like, what? Well, stay over there. What are, you, what are you mixing and matching things that are causing problems? So the mother of Yiftach was such a lady. She wasn't a Zaina, quite distracted. She wasn't a Zaina, nothing to do with being a Zaina, nothing to do with owning hotels, nothing quite the contrary. She came with nothing. Probably came without uh, any Nadunya. Forget the Yusha later. Her family was probably annoyed. And so the family she's living with now. So the sons, Tainid, uh, she's not. Um, really legitimate over here. The problem is in a Dintegra, Ellie, you still go back to your kasha, so that's more of a problem for the family she came from. They have tithes on her. If something could be triggered, you're going to end up schlepping land over there. Your husband's going to yash on you. So the sons over here, what's their tithes? They they're going to get more land. <laughs> what's their problem? Yeah, so it didn't start off, according to the child, their problem. It started off, this whole marriage was not looked upon approvingly because she was doing something against the minig. And we don't like this whole idea. And therefore, you're the product over here. You're not really part of the family. She's an outsider. She was an outsider, still is an outsider in our eyes. And therefore, you're an outsider. That's the way they looked at it. So, you can understand at least the emotions that are running over here. Yes? It's not really a pattern, but you have a few, uh, uh, about two children in a row where you have a zona as a... What was the... No, I know, but he, that's what I'm saying, he, he didn't... It's a question of whether he made the grade of the list of Shoftim, Bechlal, so it's hard to compare him... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, but they're very different. Like he is, that's why the preface... The introduction was he's a tzaddik and he will accomplish a tremendous amount. And he's going to grow despite its very, very humble and difficult beginnings. And he is on the list. He's at the bottom of the list in terms of Madrega, but Klape him and what he accomplished, 
vis-a-vis his situation in life, Gavaldik, he does, uh, he does tremendous, yes. I remember correctly, one of the reasons why Tuba Av was a young girl is because the original yes. theme of uh, Nostalov that was rescinded, yeah. mm-hmm. right? they celebrated it, which apparently they did not... Right, made the Shidduch market wide open. So my guess is that they celebrated because now instead of a limited shidduch market over there for those that found it difficult for the boy down the block in the next village now they have the entire 12 uh, shvatim to choose from there was celebration my conjecture is that it was short lived because they didn't really participate it was psychological oh we have a wide open market now that sounds great we just the market's wide open like 12 times the volume of the list of what we were producing, the Shalchanim were producing. Lamaisa, nobody wanted to partake. They quickly realized too many resumes. Too many resumes, yeah, the halavai, that should be the problem. No, it wasn't too many resumes. It was, okay, um, picture the first call comes in, the phone rings and Sheva done somewhere in somebody's living room. We have a a wonderful bocher, it's... He's learning now. It happens to me in Osniel Ben Kanaz's yeshiva. He wasn't alive anymore, but I'm sure the yeshiva is still there. And uh, where's he from? Uh, Zvulun. Start scratching the head. Zvulun. <laughs> a, that's far. And B, and picture a family. We have seven girls. There are no boys. That means the nachla <laughs> is going to the girls, as in Bnei Slavchad. That means the uncles. That, that means this old homestead. The uncles are still alive. They had it straight down. Ben Achaben from Yeshua Ben Nun. There's a lot of emotional and financial attachment to this thing. And that means that uh, in a few years, this thing is going to be gone. So yes, they were celebrating. But I think when the call came in, they started looking at the map. Where is that old map? Zvulun, boy, is that far. And direct flights are Shvach And then they look at the farm and they said, this thing's going to be gone. So I can imagine there was some walking back of the... Of the matzah, but it's a good kasha. But I, I don't think that's very far fetched. That it wasn't too popular, but that's why you have to go slow over here. There's just the redak itself. He's laying out three different possibilities over here. You have to over the next few weeks. You have to work in in the din over here, which isn't beferish. But the pasuk's going to say they sort of said you're not yarshing over here. And to his to his tremendous credit. He ran away from Achlekes, and he's going to leave town of his own volition. He was stronger than all of them. He could have picked a fight. He's not going to. And that's why he's going to become the general and the shefet, because he's such a tzaddik of a person. But there was a dintar, and it wasn't over in one minute, even if the psak is going to be wrong. It's going to be an issue. Let's go to the Peleyets. While you're asking, yes? None of these are on the Pashlat. They All these Pshatim are saying Zaina doesn't mean Zaina. It's hard on average base level anyway because the thing is by Rafa was Zona, so it's, it's central to so the fact that the Pasuk said that she was a Zona. If you say Zona is Pesachisa, it explains why Yeshua, why Talib and Pinto. But she was a Baal Shuva though. No, but it's, it explains why they were there because she okay. was the innkeeper. But here it's of no consequence to the story. Like, why do we care what his mother, what her. her, her uh, it might help us over here. She came in as a very wealthy uh, young lady. She didn't need the Nachla. If you own the Marriott, even just a few of the chains, you could be in very good shape. She had her own business. It was a business, by the way. It wasn't uh, picturing the Sheraton, the Marriott, the Hilton, as huge buildings. 
every little village needed one of these. This is a very common, and you needed a lady who knew how to take care of the cooking, the housekeeping, and basically hosting. That's a lady's job. So it's not strange that uh, every village had a, what we'd call it a motel, not a hotel, and it was needed in every place, and it would make sense the lady should run it. So, what? Bread and breakfast, yes. <laughs> the original B&B, okay. So that, that would answer your question. Is this not a, we're telling you what her, why call her that? She, every village, every town had one. That was her. So uh, Zaina, uh, by in the context of Rachel, was more famous because hers was um, in a very famous spot. It was in Yericha, it's on Wall Street, by the way, her hotel. It was in the wall. So that's a very, very expensive piece of real estate. And all the malachim were by here and all the... And it was the entrance to Yisrael. So they all knew if there's going to be an attack, it's probably going to be over here. And uh, she was always holding sensitive information, which she quickly relayed to Pinchas, who was spying there. And she said, yeah, don't worry about a thing. Hashem already had them cave in, I know. And uh, they're very scared. So... That became a very famous inn, but it wasn't unusual for every town to have one. Pelier, it's on page Reish Ayin Gimel. This is such a, a hush of an entry. We've been on it for a couple of months. We're on the second to last paragraph, the second paragraph on this page, second to last paragraph of the Shtikel and Yishav Adas. Yiftach had every right to be a person who was not only vindictive and angry at society and angry at his people, he would also be a person who would have no Yishuv Adas. Now, you might picture, but it's a mistake, you might picture people who are very naturally strong, a Gibra Chayel, as kind of wild and all over the place. And the Pasuk will describe his initial activities with his band of men as somebody who's just looking for action, but that's not true. Yiftach actually spent the early part of his career, so to speak, protecting the frontier, which was dotted with cities and villages, which were all Yidin, and Aver Hayyadin was a dangerous place. It was all frontier. And before he's even asked to be general of the entire army, the Pasuk will describe. He spends a lot of time protecting people. And even though he's very strong, and that might tend to lead to a lot of wildness, he has a lot of very focused Yishavadas. That's a good tie-in over here. And that doesn't really fit the description of we'd look at somebody in the wild frontier who's uh, galloping and uh, running around and showmanship. That's not Gilead. With all the bravado, which was real, and the strength, which was real, what fueled it was deep amuna and bitachan and focus. The focus is so intense, it's going to be a liability at one point when he wants to be Mekayim his neder. And nothing can veer him off the path. That's not the usual description of somebody in a position like this by the Gaim. It's a person with tremendous, tremendous principles, and that needs Yishav Adas to stay on course. So, Yishav Adas, hey Nemes, second paragraph. So whatever's going on, there's always uh, thoughts racing through your mind, and uh, most people, especially today, are all over the place due to society and the flow of information, which we have to build very high dams to block at least 99% of it to be able to concentrate. And certainly, when you're now starting to learn, 
or davening needs the focus. Even if a person is really beset with problems, more than Eiv, think about them when you are walking on the street, when you're doing something that doesn't require your mind to be focused, and then probably most human beings complain that I finally have some fresh air, or I'm in a place I can't learn anyway, why can't I remember all the things that are bothering me? The answer is, Yetzirah has no reason to trouble you with all those things, because he's not interrupting your learning. So, now you might as well just waste time. So, Pelliyetz is saying, focus on what's in front of you in terms of the mitzvah that need your intellect, the learning, and the davening needs the kavana. And the times you don't need that, then you could start thinking about all the things that you think are important to think about, and you'll find out what's important and what's not. There's certain things that are hard, but he's touching over here. It means and they touch on is you have to designate your whole heart and put all your emotions into the task at hand and let go of the other things at least temporarily so you can function and succeed in the Avedis Hashem that you're doing. It's difficult. It doesn't always work. You've got to keep trying. So there are a lot of people waiting for that day or that time or that Shema Esrei or that Seder when they have nothing on their mind. So I hear this from people who have a lot in their mind according to their age and their madrega. You speak to a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 20-year-old, they think it can't get more complicated than this. Not anybody here remember when they're 15? You think of that? Like there are a lot of issues going on. No, you know, can't get can't get worse. Than that. And you get a little older. I don't want to frighten them. I tell them it can get more complicated. <laughs> so he said, "Get more complicated than this." I said, "Yeah, it'll get more complicated, but you'll be older and more mature, and you'll be able to deal with it." Everybody, the fee But if you're waiting for the time when there's nothing going on, my bracha to them is. That's mine should come in 150 years because if that is the situation, you should check your pulse. We don't want that situation. That's not life. You're not living then. Either, either you're totally oblivious to what's going on or uh, check your pulse. So Halavai says we should be able to focus and just wait for a time when there's nothing going on. But that's not happening. The Yitzhar is always going to invent tumult, whether it's real or imagined. Inventing means imagined. Some of it is real, but the Yitzhar's job is to magnify it. We spoke about yesterday uh, during the drasha that the Shvatim uh, were, um, actually it was last night at Passaic, where we uh, explained it at length. The Shvatim were worried for months and months. This viceroy, they, they didn't know what was going on. Out of control accuses them of being spies and and then frames them, plants cash in their knapsack, which they found out more than halfway home because they couldn't turn around. And they get home and tell Yaakovin, everybody is worried for good reason. Worried sick for months and months. They didn't go back. And then they run out of food. And then they go back and they're preparing the speech. We've got to return the money. And it was a mistake. And it didn't. So here they're worried for three months, five months, six months, eight months, nine months. They walk in. The entire conversation planned that way. Took three seconds. Menashe is in charge. Picture the scene. They walk in. First thing on their mind. Ah, oh, this is a mistake. 
Oh, the money, that was a gift from your God. Uh, sit down, we have a whole meal waiting. So, such is life, right? You worry about something for nine months, and then it comes to it, the three seconds all over. And then you have things you didn't even think were coming out of left field, and then you got to deal with it. Okay? But that's a, that's a big musr. And they, they were shocked. They said, that's the whole thing we're paying. So they think, okay, all's well that ends well. Bar Hashem, we really assess this viceroy incorrectly. He's a pretty nice guy. Until they find the goblet by Binyamin. They realize this isn't over yet. But that's the way it goes. You've got to deal with it by Sheh Husham. You can't wait till everything is smooth. And when we have anything on mind, we're like shikr. First trick is to not get involved in things or see things, or read things, or hear things that aren't no gayer to you, so they shouldn't sit in your head and cause a tumult, and give you other things to worry about, and they're not your concern. And then, the things that are in your Dalit Amis, try to at least put them out of your mind for the task at hand. And you'll be successful, at least during the davening, or during the learning, during the shear, to get it out of your mind so you can concentrate. It's a sham, we'll continue next week.